Welcome to the Air Raid Fantasy Football Show. Uh, I'm your host, Josh, along with Theo, and uh, this week's special guest, Tom. Hello. Uh, Theo, you want to start us off with some news and notes? Yep. Another week in the books. Uh, We, thankfully, did not have any major injuries. Um, It seems like the entire 49ers... How how dare you? Tua Tagovailoa, the South Beach savior? He'll be fine. Major injury. He's not even a captain. <laughs> he de- he declined it, from what I understand. Unbelievable. You see, my kid's so distraught that I didn't even mention too. I don't know if you guys can hear He's him a crying in the fan. background. Forty um, ers running backs. It seems like they're cursed. Every week they roll out four new running backs. Every week, four of them get injured. Uh, they did uh, sign two to their practice squad. They also signed one from the Bengals practice squad. Uh, do you guys remember that guy's name? Jacques Patrick. Do you think he has any significance this week or moving forward? I mean, I kind of doubt it. Like, he's only played in the XFL and on practice squads, but he's, he's a big, big boy. Yeah. Um, uh, Jarvis Landry got put on IR, and they're expecting Odell back this week. That'll be a huge lift for the Browns. Expect Odell maybe to have a lot of targets to ride out of the gate. Uh, Matt Nagy confirmed Justin Fields will start. How pumped are we for Justin Fields? Very pumped. Like, I'm I, so sick of watching Andy Dalton throw eight yeah. yards downfield. <laughs> I, f- I feel like – do you, well, I, Nagy has come out and said that Andy Dalton is the starter when healthy. Do you see a scenario where Justin Fields keeps the job? Yeah. If he wins, I think he, w- he keeps the job as long as he wins or if he starts four games in a row. It's hard for me not to see the scenario where he keeps the job because that O-line is so bad. And so the fact that he's able to, like, move around and right. give that like, extra dimension to, like, David Montgomery and, like, just, like, get outside of the pocket, I just see them, you know, keeping fields for sure. And then- I, I feel like that was honestly just a safety thing by Nagy so that if fields bombs, exactly. he can yep. pull him back out without it feeling like he's being benched. Yeah, I, I think he keeps that job once he starts. And then, obviously, the last quarterback, Tua, which Josh already alluded to, um, definitely missing this week. I've heard some rumblings that he might get placed on IR, which is only three weeks. Yeah. Um, obviously, ribs for quarterbacks is a significant injury. Do you think that they, he gets put on IR, or do you think he'll be fine? Uh, I mean, I really have no idea. It I, I mean, they are fractured. He has fractured ribs, but I don't know like how many and how severe. He looked I, in like crazy pain coming off the field. He did. I've never fractured a rib, so thankfully I don't know how significant or severe that injury is. I uh, broke in college playing football, and it took me eight weeks to get back. So, but that was you know I don't know offensive lineman. I I broke two ribs. So, well, I was watching NFL Network. Probably a big mistake. Um, and they were talking about Jacoby Brissett and Tua. And if Jacoby Brissett, if they place Tua on IR and Jacoby Brissett lights it up, and they said, do you think do you think that they don't go back to Tua and that the Deshaun Watson trade rumors oh my start God. heating up again? It's I, like they're just grasping no, for it. No, that's all bogus. <laughs> we're going back to Tua. We need to buy some goddamn offensive linemen. Yeah, Did you guys watch like, any of that? Yeah, it like, was... He had, he had under two seconds before he was being sacked. I feel like the Bengals and the Dolphins should have drafted offensive linemen instead yes. of receivers. God damn it. 
but I'm not an NFL GM. I'm not up there making those decisions. Obviously, they see stuff that we don't, but I'm all for protecting quarterbacks I have on my fantasy team. Yes, please. Can I just say, though, that with how good the Raiders are doing, it just feels like a trap game. Like, this is the game that they <laughs> They lose. Like they, this is what they do every year. They win right. against like really good teams, but then like the Jacoby Brissett Miami Dolphins, yeah. like well, Dolphins last, defense scores four touchdowns and like destroys them. I just last feel like, year, last year yeah. they beat the Chiefs and then lost to the Tua Fitzpatrick combination off of a <laughs> miracle play by Fitzpatrick at the end. So yeah, that I can see incredible. that happening. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much most of the news. I mean, there's a couple uh, other quarterbacks banged up. Carson Wentz is looking like he's going to play. Derek Carr. Um, some running backs, Dalvin Cook uh, has been banged up, but it's looking like he's going to play. LaVisca Chanel looks like he's going to play. And then the other one is Antonio Brown has COVID tested positive. I would not expect him to play this week, potentially even missing next week as well. So keep an eye on that as we progress. But I want to go ahead and jump into the weekly recaps, Josh. Yeah. So um, just recapping some surprises and, and that from this last week. Um, a big surprise to me, I guess, was Griff's team dramatically underperforming again. Uh, before the week started, he was the projected winner by almost 20 points and um, ended up losing by 40. Uh, so a, a really bad week for the second week in a row. Um, and some surprises there that I guess I don't expect to continue, but are weird to say the least. Like Dak had a terrible game in a, in a win. Um, without a single touchdown, Antonio Gibson just does not look like the bell cow, and um, you know and he's he not was so work. hyped this off season, and yeah, I don't know yeah. what's going on. And Ezekiel Elliott's the running back too. <laughs> I mean, Zeke actually had a good game; like he <laughs> that was one of the best plays on his team. Yeah, um, but like, okay, here's another weird one: DK Metcalf uh, yeah. is getting nothing because everything is going to Tyler Lockett or Freddie Swain. Played an elite <laughs> defense. They oh, lock yeah. them up, yeah. Elite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Josh Allen's been going up against some hard teams, it looks like, or he just hasn't been in rhythm like he was last year. I mean, the Bills beat the Dolphins 35-0, to zero, and he did but it wasn't 20 points. Yeah. Engle a huge run. Like, That's true. Second quarter, and then he ran in another one, or Zach Moss did. That's true. He, he was under 200 passing yards, um, yeah. which, you know, is not good. So, yeah, that was a big surprise to me. I, I kind of expect his team to bounce back a little bit, but um, we'll it's see. fantasy. Anything can happen. Yep. Tom, anything stick out to you as a weekly recap? Um, no, I mean, I was hoping to beat Tim's, uh, so <laughs> that was about <laughs> – I mean, I wasn't too worried. Um, I, I was kind of surprised that yours wasn't closer because I thought – you and Cheezen were definitely going to be a lot closer. Yeah, my team uh, severely underperformed. I think I, I missed by almost 70 points my projections. <laughs> yeah, you were projected for 160 and finished at 95. Yeah, that's... Uh, As a Titan fan, are you worried about kind of the, the fluidity of those like wide receivers? I mean, I feel like... I, I know Josh is a big Julio Jones fan, but I just feel like A.J. Brown Ooh. is just... Well, AJ Brown had some missed drops. Julio should yeah. have had a much bigger day. The refs that was a touch oh, dropped. That was um, the worst. <laughs> but what people don't realize is Ryan Tannehill, who was vaccinated, tested positive for COVID and missed two weeks uh, leading up to the season. Like after preseason, he was put on COVID, didn't come back until like a couple of days before the first week. 
So I feel like that was a huge factor in week one. Um, and then week two, you could see that they started getting some more of a play action pass, which they have a new offensive coordinator. So I expect them to start clicking a little bit more. I mean, with Julio, AJ Brown and Derek Henry, I don't see how you're stagnant on offense. It just blows my mind that the first, the week one outcome was just ridiculous. So I'm not too worried. What, yeah. what does it feel like with t- t- Taylor, Taylor, Tyler, Taylor, Heineke Ty. yeah. as your best quarterback this week and Devin Singletary <laughs> as your best running back? You know, I told expect I talking, that trend to continue. I, yeah, I might start Heineke this week. Um, you know, I told Tim, which is crazy, is my bench outperformed my starting lineup. Like, if you tally the points, I would have my starting lineup on the bench was over like 121 points or something like that, and that scored my starting lineup by 30. I think you got Hawkinson too. Like every week now, I think he's well. I think the, I actually do think that. Like, no, I agree. Kittle. The reason why I, I actually had him in my lineup over Kittle, but Swift was questionable, and that was the only two players I could swap out Monday night. So I played Kittle, put Swift oh, in there, so that way I could good. flip Hawkinson in my flex if needed. I was just looking ahead. And then when Swift was ruled that he was going to play, I was like, I'd rather play the running back. But moving forward, yeah, Hawkinson's going to be in my tight end slot. I was just trying to play the questionable matchups. Sure, yeah. Smart. um, You want to go ahead and uh, go over the segment? Well, so how about did we want to do matchup previews for this coming next? Yeah, we'll do that. Um, All right, so we have a a couple of impactful matchups. You want? Why don't you start us off, Theo? Well, first off, I'm six and four this year. I started off four and one, and then this past week, my predictions are just you know terrible, like every year. Patrick does not want me to pick his team this week because he knows that somehow I'm a jinx. Um, so I'm going to do a quick like review. Uh, between me and Sean, I'm going to pick myself. Between Alex and Patrick, I'm going to pick Patrick. Between Cheezen and Tim, obviously Cheezen. Josh and Clint, I'm going to pick Josh. Devin and Sean, one of the closer games. I'm actually leaning – I'm sorry, Tom. Devin and Tom. Uh, I'm leaning Tom squad. So that's my, my quick predictions. But the two matchups that we're going to pick, we'll jump into is Tom and Devin. They're one of the closest. Tom, you want to go ahead and kick us off between the matchup preview and who you think is going to win that? I just, yeah, I, uh, it'll be a good sign for, for how my team does against a really good team because I think I've got kind of an easy break going up against him and Clint the first two weeks. Yeah, you definitely so, had the easiest start. Yeah, so going up against a team like Devin, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think what works in my favor is just like a lot of his players, like Cook is questionable. Um, How much is Kyler Murray going to play against Jacksonville? You know, Godwin's going up against possibly Jalen Ramsey. Um, You know, Cooks has General Mills. So, I mean, at this point, I feel, I mean, I don't know, I feel pretty good about it. I got Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, and Chris Carson going up against the Minnesota defense, and I'm very happy about that because they should just do nasty things to them. Wilson and Lockett, uh, it just seems like deja vu because last year when Donette was in the league, she had Wilson and Lockett, and it seemed like she was just blowing it up, and we're like, holy crap, she has the team that can go all the way. And then Lockett just fizzled out. Do you see that trend continuing? Because it just feels like last year all over again. 
You don't think he's going to average 28 points a week? Wilson or Lockett? Lockett. <laughs> no. I feel like DK will definitely get more involved. But, man, I, I swear every time I feel like I uh, Russell throws a deep bomb, I assume it's going to Lockett and that it's going to be for a touchdown. It's just He's insane. wide open, always, it seems it's, like. It's insane. I mean, I think he's a really underrated receiver, and I think he he's such a good deep threat, and they're really – there's been a lot of talk about like letting Russ cook and do all that. And so I think there's a, there's a different tone to it. Like last year was almost kind of like by surprise that he took the world on fire the first like six weeks. Right. And everybody's kind of talked about it, you know, all off season, like he didn't get an MVP vote. He didn't do this. So he's had, a he's heard of like a lot of clatter, you know, and stuff. And then the offensive line and there's just lots of stuff going on. So I think, I think the tone, almost like a chip on the shoulder kind of mentality and, they're putting a lot of, you know, coverage on DK, which is, you know, allowing Tyler Lockett to really kind of go over the head of defenses, which is nice. So what's your prediction? You think you pull it off or you think Devin's going to take it? It's hard picking against yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go for myself. Yeah, I think I think it'll be good. For sure. Yeah, I got Robbie Anderson at Houston, no fan. I've got two uh, stacked quarterback and wide receivers, so I'm feeling good. Josh, what do you think? Uh, I think Devin's going to pull it off, honestly. So, like, <laughs> I have no faith in uh, the Dolphins right now. I think Miles Gaskin is going to suck. Um, I, I have equally little faith in the Jets, and I think Corey Davis might get blanked again. Um, Justin Herbert has not looked like the same guy who was setting the world on fire as last year. Um, I don't know. I just... There was a lot of weird calls in that Chargers game, though. There, he had, like, two there were, there back. were. I mean, there was one weird call that I saw. But the point is, you know, it it looks like he's regressed a little bit. You know, the defense is better. He hasn't had to just wing it. Um, I don't know. Kyler I, Murray's on a tear. Kyler Murray yeah. is on a tear, and I don't see anything that's going to slow him down. Not against know? Jacksonville. Um, and, again, so we're talking about Robbie Anderson being good. Well, you know. Devin's got Sam Darnold starting. So anything good that Robbie Anderson does gets mirrored on the other side. Uh, and DJ Moore's the one there. So I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like Devin's going to pull it off. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, as you know, I did my quick take. I picked Tom. So we'll go ahead and jump into the second matchup. Probably one of the juicier ones. An 0-2 team, which nobody saw coming. Versus the 2-0 team, which everyone saw coming, unfortunately. Alex and Patrick. Josh, you want to kick this one off? Sure. This is a, the battle of the egos. Um, you know, Godzilla versus King Kong when it comes to shit talking. And um, unfortunately, I think Griff is going to get smashed. I Like, I hate to say it um, because nobody anywhere ever wants Patrick to win anything. Um, but his team looks stupidly good. And I, I don't, I don't foresee it slowing down. Like some of his guys have even underperformed. Like Diggs has just been okay. Mike Kamara's Evans has just been, been okay. Um, you know, yeah, Camara sucked last week, and he still broke 200 points. So I think until that Kelsey Coke conviction slash murder allegation comes through, that his team is going to keep crushing it. And um, I paid a guy, so hopefully we start seeing some news breaking for Kelsey file, to file a few false reports yeah. on Kelsey, get the rumor mill going. 
That's a good idea. I mean, you guys aren't worried about Kamara versus New England? Like, I feel like he's not going to do... Not really. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not really worried about uh, Kamara versus anyone. Um, I mean, he hasn't had that great of a season so far. Well, so game... But it's been weird, right? So game one, New Orleans, like, didn't even have to really do anything. They just threw five touchdowns and no yards. Game two, they get smashed. And I don't think Sean Payton is going to, like just be okay with that. I think that this yeah. is going to be a tough week of practice and they're going to figure it out. And they're going to get Kamara more involved. They yeah. Need to. I think, I think it would not shock me if Kamara got 10 targets in this game. Um, and if, it, you know, they're playing against New England. So what does Bill Belichick do? He takes away your best weapon. So they, they might try and take away Kamara. Um, but I just don't think it's possible, honestly. And I mean, I think the Eagles defense has, is, undervalued i think that they've been playing really well this year and so dak and zeke going against the eagles i think that's tougher than people might seem yeah i agree i think so i mean i lean i'm gonna mm-hmm. pick patrick i already did in in my quick rankings tom you got you want to add to it or who you think's gonna win this yeah i mean i feel like it's probably patrick but i do see i just see how it could go Griffin too, just because some of the players are like on Patrick's side have some hard matchups, you know, with the LA Rams and Tampa Bay, that whole game, like he's got some players there. So I just, I could definitely see how it could be not as high scoring on both sides that it's, it previews. That's all. I mean, we're all rooting for Alex. Yeah. (laughs) There's no. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about using commish powers to just pull a few players from Patrick's lineup. I would do that. We'll see. I think he we'll take a vote on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that pretty much concludes the two matchups for this week. So our next uh, segment, our main topic for this podcast is power rankings. Um, so each one of us kind of put together our, our rankings of um, every team in the league. And this is kind of based on how guys are performing right now not like not dying this is not dynasty rankings this isn't you know exactly how we think the season might end but this is just power rankings based on how strong each team looks right now in our eyes um and so we're going to go through the average and then talk about where we have people differently um the first team is he who shall not be named um and we're just going to skip right past that uh next up is cheesen at number two and I th- all three of us um, ranked Cheezen number two. And um, I got to tell you, you know, before the season started, you look at his team and it's a great team. Just don't scroll too far down. Um, and so far it's been healthy and those guys are like tearing it up. Yeah, I've the same as last year. I've always said his starting lineup is phenomenal. He could easily win the whole thing. But what happened last year? He lost CMC and Chubb. And, he and that could was it. Not, he yeah, there was nobody that. to fill their, their spots. So assuming no injuries, I could easily see his team winning it all. He's he got needs the, a tight end. That's yeah. that's really his only like shortfall. And I think he puts Devonte Smith in for this week with Brown out, or maybe like Renfro. I don't know. He's going to be making some moves. I I think his team gets a little bit stronger as the season goes on. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, third on our average was Devin. Now Theo and I had had Devin third, but Tom, you have Sean ranked over him. Um, what's the difference there? What? Why would? Why do you think Sean's team is stronger than Devin's? 
you know, I was kind of looking at Devin's team too, and I, I think Devin has a really good team as well. I, I just really like what David Montgomery is doing. I think he's a really good player. Like he's, I think he's going to shape up to be like that back end running back one. And Aaron Jones, like you could just see the potential of what he can do. Um, I, I you know saw what? the potential this past week. Yeah, like where he can just score four touchdowns, you know, like he definitely can go. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper, um, I actually like project him out probably better than CD this this year, but he is hurt this week. Um, so we'll see what he can do. De- DeAndre Hopkins is obviously so good. Keaton Allen, if Robert Woods can get in on the breakfast club, like with Matt Stafford, like he could probably, you know, put up some really big numbers. Um, Kirk Cousins been playing like out of his mind, like you know. Derek Carr has been playing good. I, Derek I Carr has been a huge surprise. Yeah, I I just see his team like you know, I, he's got some doesn't really have that much on def, you know on depth, but he does have like AJ Dillon in case you know of an Aaron Jones injury. So I just you I know. felt like his team was pretty strong. Kareem Hunt, of course, like he's got him as well, who's just an every week kind of like flex player who can rip off a big play like every week so yeah i just felt like his team had the potential to that high upside yeah whereas devon's is always going to be very consistently good but i don't like this the floor is really good with devon's team but i just feel like the the upside can be really good with with sean's i have i have sean way too low i'd like to redo mine and put him up at four well so let's just bump jump into that right now because fourth on our our average rankings is sean uh, i have him at four tom has him at three you have him all the way down at six yeah that was a huge mistake i must have been drinking or <laughs> taking a power nap or something because yeah his team he should be two and oh uh, his team had a very very close matchup week one against Cheezen, and he almost won that it was like point something he, he lost by less than a point yeah um, and then obviously this week his team blows up. That that was a mistake. He he should be up at four on on mine as well. I should bump myself down and Tom down two slots. <laughs> Sorry, <All right>. Sean. <laughs> so number five on our average is Theo. Um, I have Theo at five. Tom, you have him at six. Theo, you have you have yourself at four. I'm now at um, five. I bumped myself down. Five. <laughs> okay, the average is going down here. Um, obviously, I think that. <laughs> that you have a great team it has underperformed week the, one it was you know? fine but yeah week two i have no idea what the heck this week was rough and i think one thing that that actually can it, this is gonna sound stupid it hurts your team a little bit compared to the others is you have depth and so you have to make choices whereas like most of these guys they don't really have choices to make it's um you know that's right it, yeah it's the starting lineup and that's it. There isn't anybody else to sub in. And so you're making these like tough, close choices every week. And I think that that has actually hurt you because you've made the wrong ones on a few weeks. Yeah. I, it, it does suck. Uh, I mean, yeah, it obviously is a good thing to have depth. Like I lost JK Dobbins and I still have plenty of running backs, but it is annoying to like yeah. have to pick between four different people to put Who do in I here. start? Kittle or Hawkinson? Yeah. Do yeah. I sit Saquon? Yeah, you know, for a lot of teams don't even have those kind of options. And um, yeah, you can sell your depth to me if you would like. I'll, I'll trade you some players. 
I've been enjoying some of it for sure. <laughs> I, I do think your team bounces back in a, a big way. I think if if we were ranking season long rankings, I would probably have you in the top three. But uh, yeah. I got you at five because it's there have been some ugly ones, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, scoring less than hundred points, I deserve to be much lower probably. <laughs> uh, number six, we have average Tom. Um, actually, you both have Tom at five, and I have him at six. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll talk about that. Um, I think Tom has a good team, but I th- I also think that some of your players have actually overperformed. Um, like, yeah. I don't think Mike Williams is that guy, personally, <laughs> you know? Uh, and he's, like, looked amazing. We're talking about Tyler Lockett already, you know, who's literally averaging 28 points a week in these first two weeks. Um, Russell Wilson has been Russell Wilson, averaging 30 points a week. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and so I think it's a great team. And obviously, as we have discussed with floors and ceilings, um, yours has a very high ceiling. But I think we're going to see some games closer to the floor. At least that's my thought on that. Um, what do you guys have to say about that? My my thought was his team seems to... I, yeah, I could definitely get on board with what you're saying. Um, but his team seems to have scored consistently each week the same. Um so maybe his floor is a little bit higher than you think it is, but it is pretty insane. I didn't actually look at the numbers to hear that Tyler Lockett's averaging 28 points a game. It just is so like Tyler Lockett. <laughs> I do think, though, also, like, his quarterbacks have underperformed. Well, Justin Herbert mainly has underperformed. Mike Williams has definitely been a shocker this year. Um, to say that he's not going to keep it up, I don't know. I feel like there are targets and it's Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Those are his two favorite. And Mike Williams is a big dude. So I could see him keeping it up, but scoring 18, 16 points. He's definitely, I could see him averaging around 12 each week. So he's definitely a viable WR2, in my opinion. I, I think that Tom, yeah. the reason why I also ranked him higher is, I mean, he's 2 0, um, but you have to also take into account that he has probably had the easiest schedule thus far. I mean, Tim does have a win, so let's not think. Um, and I mean, with Mike Williams, I'm just kind of trying to ride it out. I mean, it's a nice, like, stack because it's so scary to watch him play. Like, I was talking to Josh about it on Sunday. Like, he just falls so violently that I'm just hoping that I can just keep getting some touchdowns from him as long as I can. I think if he can avoid uh, a serious injury or any back injury, he'll be great yeah. for fantasy. But it's the inevitable. He can't. I mean, yeah. he came into the league already injured, you know, like, uh, yeah. All right. So number seven on our list is Griff. Uh, and actually this all the way down the next four, we have all agreed on completely. Um, so I think this is the last of the teams we think are contenders that, um, you know, before we get to guys who are just probably not going anywhere. So I think as we've kind of discussed, Griff has a good team. Um, but it's just looked ugly these first couple weeks. And, uh, you know, there's some major questions about a few of those players. You guys want to expound on that? I, I'll jump in real quick. Um, I think the biggest shock to me is you both being 0-2. I, I would not have predicted that, um, but him for sure, because I thought his starting lineup, he doesn't have depth, but as, assuming no one gets injured, Cheesen shows you you don't need depth. I mean, all you need is the starting lineup. And his starting lineup is amazing. 
to for his team to underperform, I mean Zeke. Um, I mean he, Devontae Adams week one was abysmal. He he did bounce back a little bit. Um, Cortland Sutton looks like he could be legit WR one there again after coming off the serious injury. Antonio Gibson has been a huge disappointment. I have him in several leagues, and to say I'm disappointed uh, disappointed is an understatement. So I do think Alex's team is towards the top. He's just been unlucky, and I think that his team is going to average a lot more points than it has been. Yeah, I think Antonio Gibson bounces back. Like, not this week, but next week he's got a get-right game with Atlanta, so he should kind of like, maybe that'll kind of snap him out of whatever. Because I do like Antonio Gibson. I think he's a good, you know, piece for that offense, especially with Taylor Heineke, you know, at the at the helm. Like, they need to use him um, just to kind of take some pressure off of Terry. Um, Cortland Sutton's dangerous. Kyle Pitts, I think, you know, he's a rookie. They he's need to use of, him more. Yeah, that whole offense just doesn't seem right. It's kind of like the Titans right now. It just seems like they're trying to, like, work things out and kind of figure it out. And that's not a dig. It's just, like, they're trying to figure it out. You yeah, know? no, I get well, it. I, I agree. Like, Calvin Ridley should have 20 targets through two games. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he should be at least a top 10 receiver right now, and he just doesn't look like it. Like, they're not on the same page, you know? Something has to change. I, I do expect this team to do better as the season moves on. Teddy Bridgewater is outperforming Josh Allen right now, right? Yeah, Teddy sad, Bridgewater right? actually <laughs> looks really good. I, I can't I say those words. I know, you, <laughs> I know you guys hate to hear that, but... I do also want to mention that he does have Odell and Michael Thomas coming back in at some point. Now, yeah. I, I don't expect Odell to be a top 10 wide receiver, but I do expect him to be top 20. And um, and same with Michael Thomas, because there's like nobody on that yeah, offense to throw the ball to. I was excited for Callaway. And it's like, no, we're just going to – we'll wait for Michael Thomas before we use receivers. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems like. And I mean while, – While we're talking about his team, Griff, if you actually listen to this podcast – why the hell do you have empty bench spots? Why is Alshon Jeffrey still on your team? And why is Michael Thomas not in the IR? Like, pick some dudes up off the waiver wire. Pay attention if yeah. you're trying to win. Grab some running backs or something. That I'm embarrassed right now. <laughs> uh, all right, so eight on our list is me. This is the <laughs> first of the this guy has no shot tier. Um, you have a shot. Oh, it's a it's a it's a narrow shot. Um, week one, I jumped out of the gate with seventy one points, which is the league record for lowest score so far. Um, I, I don't, don't expect that to be broken until week honestly. two. I have never seen two starting quarterbacks get less than five points combined That's until true. week the, two, where Tim got negative, negative three. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Um, now You're my a, team bounced back week two kind of but um you went against aaron jones that had a million points uh you're another team that shocked me and has severely underperformed yeah i i hope there are brighter days coming i mean i should in theory get my first win this week if i don't then it's like red alert quit the league time um you can't afford him (laughs) um So I hope I'll bounce back. I hope that I don't finish the season, uh, you know, in eighth place. But I think that I can squeak in the playoffs if a few things go right for me and some injuries occur that are not on my team. 
but I mean, we'll the see. season is a little bit longer this year, obviously, the added game. Um, so there's plenty of time. Starting 0-2 doesn't pan, or doesn't worry me. I think when you get to the 0-4 range... Yeah, then I'm screwed. Then is, that's when I really start to worry. Even 0-3, I feel like in fantasy, I've seen some teams... I mean, think of the year Tim won. He was the sixth seed, just squeaked in. He that's was true. like... He had won like the last four games in a row just to make it. So in fantasy, anything can happen. I do expect your Hashtag team to be... Goals. Yeah, your team can be is going to be better moving forward. Uh, in ninth place, we have Tim, our um, only two-time champ. <laughs> um, so his team, I don't think any of us expected to be good, and it isn't. He did manage to beat me week one, which was a real big-time bummer. Um, I think he's going to stick right around ninth place. What do you guys think? No, I agree. It wouldn't surprise me if like his team had a couple blow up weeks and won. Like if he did win one or two more games, I, I mean, obviously he probably will play Clint. I haven't looked at the schedule. Um, so that'll be a victory, but it wouldn't surprise me if he beats one of the other juggernauts. Yeah. Especially if Trey Lance and Justin Fields, you know, get in. I mean, those are two good quarterbacks. He could potentially, well, Justin Fields is <laughs> you know, have plans this week. And yeah. based on his team, and Michael Carter, Michael Carter looks like he's getting more reps. He could be potentially down the road a good player. Um, you know, we know C.D. Lamb's good. He's got Rob Gronkowski still. He's got Chase Edmonds, who's on that you know kyler murray offense like there's a potential where he could someone get rondell moore like he has a lot of good players what are you guys doing i've made an offer to him obviously i think other teams have as well um i've made an offer for multiple players on his team i don't expect his team to remain the same in the next couple weeks um but we'll see what happens i think the next one is the next team is the one that is set in stone probably for the next two years I think two years might even be too short of a timeline. Clint predicts 2029. (laughs) 2029? Yeah. All right. So number 10, Clint. Um, Yeah, there's like nobody left on the team, really, you know? I think we need to do an episode again talking about uh, rebuilding because there's some some things that I feel like I offered Clint just to share this, uh, a 23 second round pick for Elijah Mitchell. And he declined it. I'm glad he did because Elijah Mitchell went out and got injured. But like, he drafted Mitchell in the fourth round. And you're going to upgrade that to a second-round draft pick? In my opinion, I think you should do that, especially as rebuilding. I understand people get excited for running backs, but running backs are the last thing, in my opinion. And actually, if you probably talk to a lot of people out there that you build around because their their span is three years, four years. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, His team is not getting better anytime soon. I know he got Mac Jones um, to start. So he, he has like 20 draft picks next year. And like 10 I of them are first got, and second rounders. Yeah, I think he's got 10 relevant and then some dart throw picks. But he needs to get off those too because he can't roster them. That's true. So, I mean, he has a lot of droppable players too. But um, I think next year he'll take a big jump. You know, it'll be hard to... It's hard to mess up with that many picks. Um, I do think 
you're right on the strategy. Ideally, you should be focusing on quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends in a rebuild, just because if you draft a if you draft a running back the first year of your rebuild, you're going to waste three years of his prime production before you're even close to competing. Um, and it's also nice when you're trying to get a high pick to have one position where you're getting like no points and the running back is the easiest way to go to that, to drag your team down, to get better picks and not to waste, you know, that short time frame of a running back. Um, yeah. So I see Clint solid in slot 10 this year and probably next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it's, it's out of the ordinary when a rookie really blows up their first year. And I think that we've gotten spoiled by some of those rookies who have, but I don't expect it to happen. I don't think he'll be competitive in, until 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that pretty much wraps this one up. Uh, if you have questions, comments, complaints, we don't want to hear about them. So keep them to yourself. And, and um, can we say that this week's Thursday game, I don't know what the committee was doing when they scheduled it. Um, yeah. I'm not looking forward to this Thursday's game. I mean, maybe it'll be as exciting as last week's because I wasn't looking forward to last week's either. But why? Why would they schedule Houston for any primetime game? I even with Deshaun Watson there, they still were not fantastic. But knowing yeah, this everything, it's gonna be abysmal. I, I don't uh, look if, forward to Thursday's game. <laughs> if Houston scores more than 14 points, I would be shocked. Um, and if Davis Mills has under three receptions, I'll be shocked. So under in, three interceptions, excuse me. In my eliminator pool, are you saying that I should lock in the Panthers this week? I think you should. Yeah. Because I feel like that seems like a pretty lock, especially. I feel after like you already made that pick. I have. <laughs> <laughs> after Tyrod Taylor was announced out, I, I picked them. I think if we had defenses, the Panthers would probably be the highest scoring. Like the defense would probably be the highest scoring player this week. I can see it. Well, Tom, I appreciate you jumping on with us yeah. this week, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it, you guys. Thank you. All right, another episode next week. I have no idea what we'll talk about, but uh, we'll see you then. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Peace out.